Enjoy the show. We're doing it live. Xbox That's the glory about Microsoft. It doesn't matter if you have an Xbox console. He is a Playboy bachelor who has a lot of toys. And not all those are on his suit. The test came back, Hulk, and you are the father. Damn it, Murray! Hulk smash! What the fuck? I get to play games wherever with Amazon. Don't you put a negative light on this with money. We'll start off the podcast because this is Purjangers and Wallhangers 230th podcast. We are the Triforce podcast. And of course, I am Matthew Bugrell, the Matman. To my left is Christopher Bristow, the old man, and our omnipotent presence that is Big Brothers, Stephen Bucarell. And our mascot, I can't, I'm not forgetting you, Lanky Diablo. Hero of time. Looking at me cross. He's waiting for you to get too excited so he can start barking at you. Exactly. But we don't get too excited here because we want you to hop on over here to PJANDWH.com where you're going to find all of the crazy, luggy, and nutty podcasts and the funniest moments from them right up top. You're going to find last week's Lug Nuts podcast, Lego Lamborghini Walk Faster Racing Stripes. <laughs> Right in between doors in the hallway in elementary school. You remember that? The walk faster moment. That's that's where that Lego Lamborghini really hits your heart, just you, like you last had, week's. You had, to, you had to do the swim technique in, 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 in the hallway. You know? Yeah. Just like last week's Triforce podcast, two youths finding a bonfire. Two youths. <laughs> what, what's a ute? A two youths? Sorry, just, the two youths. <laughs> and then you're going to tune in. Right over here, if you click that second tab, you're going to find Wall Gaming, where you're going to find Big Brother streaming Monday to Friday, about 2, 3 to 5-ish. Right now, going over uh, Star Wars uh, Jedi, The Fallen Order, going through that story. And uh, just finished up uh, Red Dead Redemption. We want everybody to find him here. Old man is eventually saying he is going to hop on to a wall. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just finalizing my setup, you know, for about two weeks now. It's a long finalization process. House of Seven. House <laughs> of Seven. He's got a lot of forms to fill out. A lot of, you know, you know, you got to. File the forms and file the paperwork upwards. Every day sure. is a case of the Mondays. <laughs> what was up with your TPMS reports, man? But I did wear a Hawaiian shirt, though. But we don't. It was Hawaiian shirt day. <laughs> but we don't gather for that. <laughs> we gather here because tonight the Batman that will Titanic size villain. E3 extravagance and more on the Triforce podcast. And we're going to stop on over here to our first story, which is uh, the Lord of the Rings is going to anime in a film, The War of Rohirrim. Rohirrim. Rohirrim? Rohirrim. That sounds like a disease. But it's at New Line. Uh, Which did the original movies. The J.R.R. Tolkien franchise is heading back to the big screen in a fresh new line and Warner Brothers animation title, The Lord of the Rings, War for... Rohirrim. 
I'm told that the Oscar-winning feature architects Peter Jackson and Fran Walsh are not involved with the project as we speak, but that will be determined down the road. Oscar-winning Lord of the Rings Return of the uh, King scribe Felipe Boyens will be a consultant on the new project directed by Kinji Kinjimana. Uh, Kinjimaya? Kamiyana? Kamiyana. Go with that one. Yeah. Uh, the pick is being fast-tracked with, anim- <laughs> with the animation work done by Sola Entertainment. Voice casting is currently underway, and the pick will be distributed around the globe by Warner Brothers Pictures. Uh, the War for Rohirrim focuses on a character from the book's apex uh, appendix, the, the mighty king of Rohan. Rohan. Yeah. Rohan. Yeah, Rohan. Yeah, I'm going Rohan. Not Rohan. Um, Helm, Hammerhead, Hammerhand, and uh, the legendary battle, which helped shape Middle-earth heading into the Lord of the Rings. The anime pick will expand the untold story behind the fortress of Helm's Deep, diving, de- uh, delving into the life and blood-soaked times of Hammerhand. Overall, the movie is a companion piece to the new Lord of the Rings trilogy and is set roughly 250 years before that movie during the Third Age. Note Amazon's uh, upcoming Lord of the Rings miniseries is set during the Second Age. Uh, The news uh, comes from uh, a time when the Lord of the Rings Fellowship of the Rings is celebrating its 20th anniversary. So how are you feeling about this? I loved all three of the trilogy, and I love getting more of that lore, especially when you're going deep back, you know? the What made the writers of Rohirrim awesome, essentially? It, go back to it. Carl Urban. He was... Yeah! He I forgot was, that's where we got him from! Yeah! yeah. Yep. He's been in a lot of shit! It, yeah, he went from that to the movie Red. He went... Doom with Dwayne the Rock Johnson, which and now he's in the boys, and now he's in the boys. He was in Star Trek, so like this, oh, yeah. he's he's done a lot. He made Leonard Nimoy cry because he was so close to Bones, like he was just so taken back by his performance, and he he delivered it like, spot on. Oh, it was amazing. Oh, he was amazing in Star Trek. He made the films, honestly, for me. Besides um, uh, Captain Kirk. Um, Chris Pine? There you go. I knew he was a Chris. There's a lot of Chris's in Hollywood besides you. Besides me. Yes. But uh, Kamehameha (laughs) has been behind such anime projects as Blade Runner, Black Lotus, and the TV series Ghost in a Shell Standalone Complex. Joseph Chow, Blade Runner, uh, Black Lotus will produce Jeff uh, Jeffrey Andis and Matthew uh, Will Matthews. D- the Dark uh, Crystal Age of Resistance are writing, so they got a nice crew behind them. They got a, a, a crew with some solid backing. The Blade Runner was great, and and especially what was the other oh, Ghost in a Shell? Fuck man, standalone complex. Um, those two movies, dude, they were amazing. They were amazing. Um, I can't, especially if you get a standalone movie out of this in anime form, just like people hold Berserker up to almost like Olympian status mm-hmm. as 
an anime film because it's so well done. I think we can get that with Lord of the Rings in this. Uh, Berserker came as a compilation because it came out during the time of when the game came out. So yeah, that the game was subpar, but if you understood the lore, you understood how the game played. Yeah, and there's a lot of that going around though, especially when you look at like League of Legends, and, you know, other shit like that. Yeah, uh, but the war for Rohirrim has its own has its own story to tell. It's yeah, dude, we have like Fellowship of the Rings and and uh Two Towers. Like did we have those movies? Yes. But the lore is already established, but now we're going to see the point of view from you know, this sect of riders. Yeah. Yeah. It's a new viewpoint. Which, you know, I mean, a new viewpoint may actually be a good starting point to a story. Just like... That was a good segue. Our next story. Which, of course, is Castlevania spinoff series announced, which will follow Reichert Belmont. Richter? Eh, Riker, Richter. It Richter. was kind of Reichert when I looked it up on Google. If you play, if you play Castlevania Symphonies and Nights, they say Richter. Ah, oh, he's got rickets. I'm so sorry. Yeah, yeah. Benadryl. Ricker has rickets. Might be the title of the podcast, unfortunately. But on Friday, Netflix... Bad stakes choices aside. <laughs> ...made an official... The Castlevania spinoff series is coming as part of Netflix Geeked Geek Week uh, event. And the new series is executive produced by Kevin Kolbs, the Project 51 Productions, and showrunner Clive Bradley... It will not only uh, it will not only include the involvement of the original Castlevania series creators Alice. It will not. Oh, it will him. not include him. Oh, yeah, that's a good thing because he was in the midst of sexual mix- misconduct. Yeah, stuff, so um, that's that's a bad thing. So yeah, never mind him. But the new series will focus on Richter Belmont, there Trevor's Belmont's son. Yes, and Cypher's son. Cypher's son. Why can't we? Why do we have to focus on Trevor? Cypher was just a Billy badass as him, you know? She was a mage. I don't know what you're talking about. I just want some more ale. (laughs) And Maria Reinhardt. Step aside. It was also set the story during the French Revolution in 1792. Netflix didn't divulge any additional information, such as an official title, nor where any screenshots or footage is going to be revealed. Still, this is a great news for fans of the original show. We were just talking about, you know, a couple podcasts ago about how we wanted to get this to go further. And this is exactly how we saw them doing it. Yeah, taking it into the family future. Like in the Especially games. Especially the French Revolution, man. Well, like in the games, because you had, you had Trevor, then you had Simon, then you had Richter. So I can see them kind of doing, like, doing their own like, reimagination of the story because the anime is just amazing. Oh, yeah. Powerhouse is one of... And we're getting He-Man out of Powerhouse. Yeah. We're getting a lot of solid anime out of Powerhouse to where you got to really trust them with this. You All know? of which I have to get caught up on because I have to put Conan in bed. But you will enjoy it. once. And by the time you get caught up... Uh, then their season will be dropped in already. Yeah, Rector will be already full-on swinging that mace around, smashing, uh, you know, vampires in the face. Like it should be. With a morning star. Yeah. Giggity. 
Um, but uh, they're very excited about the title, and they're going to be going forward in this Castlevania universe, and they're going to be looking for multiple avenues to go forward, not just with this one. And that's, you know, exactly where they should go. They should look at the pre- the previous Belmonts, give us some of that with that myth. They have that entire library of knowledge. Give us some of that library of knowledge and how you got that knowledge and how the, all those, you know, ancient weapons and shit you know give us some of that lore that's the stuff that you see in like a game and it's like no give me that where where was that let me i want to see stories. him go through vampire hunter training school be like yeah yeah be like here you go son whip it like this and now well, whip, hopefully whip that's it gonna good. be hopefully that's gonna be like witcher season two on netflix with the you know siri and the gerald you know yeah time to train you to take care of these bastards Got to know how to slice and dice. You still have to get caught up. Oh my God. It's, you got to catch up. On blame, blame it on Connor. Blame it on your one punch. How buddy. much stuff are you going to blame on your child and not on you? Everything. Everything. It's the point <laughs> of having kids. <laughs> now, if you're going for deep psychological scarring, you may be wanting to go towards this next story, which may not be. Now Maybe not, because Splinter Cell anime debuts its first art and new details. Uh, There may be screenshots below. Um, Netflix released the first art and new details of its upcoming Splinter Cell. The artist. Yeah. Hello, Rachel. Nice to have you on. Um, Splinter Cell. Uh, anime series by John Wick writer Derek Kolstad. Here's your first look at the Splinter Cell animated series and an adaptation of the best-selling Ubisoft game. A tweet from Netflix Geeked Twitter account released during their streaming Geeked Week. Derek Kolstad, creator of John Wick franchise, is on board to write this series. So, I am on so board with Splinter Cell. Absolutely. Man. I am so glad Splinter Cell is getting an anime. Only for the sheer fact that before Assassin's Creed, yeah, there was on the original Xbox because it it shined really well on the original Xbox. Oh yeah, Splinter Cell, and then you had a, a myriad of you had the three, you had the, the the two other iterations after that, yeah, on on the original Xbox, and then you had the two on the three sixty, um, the the last one on the three sixty. Not the last one. Second to last one on the 360. That story, I will still play to this day. It's awesome. The Splinter Cell series in whole, if you just pick up any of those games, you're going to have fun. I remember playing them on, like, well, PlayStation. Yeah. Those games, man. Just right along with, like, Siphon Filter. They had that, you are this government agent. You're you're Billy Billy Badass. Yep. (laughs) You can fucking kill anybody, just like 007 Goldeneye. You know, you had the fucking license to kill. Well, I mean, you had had Splinter Cell. You also had, you know, I mean, because Sam Fisher... What made made those games was Michael Ironside as the voice of of Sam Fisher. Yeah. You know, because he had that really gravelly voice. Yeah. You know, and then... That gravitas and the voice that really... It led the character because the character was part of that game. He had a family. He wanted to protect... He was the perfect... He had a goal. He was the perfect person uh, as far as like an IP to go against Metal Gear because you had... David hated hater as Solid Snake. Yeah. So, like those two 
it, those two protagonists and their respective IPs did strikingly similar things, just one was more in a realistic vein. This is the one quote I really wanted to hit here, which was, adult animation is one of the most powerful ways to pay tribute to the culture and community of gaming. Said it's absolutely true. Poignant manager and of and managing director of Ubisoft Film and Television. That is the perfect quote for someone you want taking hold of and these, the reason these kind for of that, adaptations. Live action movies do not translate well no. with a couple caveats. Yeah. Uh, you know, because we saw Sonic the Hedgehog, but, you know, Sonic was CGI. Yeah. But Same they spent with, a buttload of money just correcting that one. Yes. And then Detective Pikachu, but again, CGI. So yeah. doing it straight animation, you can convey the story in a way that you couldn't do with live actors. There's, there's just something about the way it's presented in its visceral front form. And one of the first iterations of that was Spawn during the 90s on HBO. Oh, yeah. So having that. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so like going back to that adult animation, like this is, even though it's, a, even though it's animated, this is just, it's, it, you know, you got to have checked. Check your kids at the door. This is just is just for the adults. Oh yeah, man! Adult animation and a lot of people are like what porn? No, this is not hentai. This is anime. Not star balls. Directed <laughs> at you. It's hard, complex storylines to where you have to pay attention. You know the characters are complex and deep. The story is like you know a thick, frosty milkshake from fucking you know Wendy's. You know, <laughs> you can't slurp that shit when it's frosty. You got to fucking wait for it to melt a bit and, you know, absorb it then. But it's something that heroes do. But something that heroes don't do is the next story. They're crucified by the FCC. Yes. <laughs> I couldn't help but add this story in, especially when Cat is away, the bats will play. Giggity. Um, DC stopped Batman from going down on Catwoman saying heroes don't do that. R-rated animated heroes series do that. <laughs> animated R-rated anime series Harley Quinn features gore, gallows humor and other adult elements that allow it to make the most of its censor-free home for DC Universe streaming service. Why can't you just do a silhouette like they did in Austin Powers and like just do it that way. You don't have to, like, actually put it out there. You don't got to put the meat locker in there and Batman going in there like Rocky, like... It doesn't that, have to be that graphic. Is a hurt locker. <laughs> Hang on. I got one for that. <laughs> Thank you. We'll be here all week. But that is until a recent Variety interview with co-creator and executive producer Jason Herp uh, Harp... Halpern? Halpern. Uh, and Schumacher. Patrick Schumacher. No, I know Schumacher. <laughs> Believe me. F1 fan. I know Schumacher. Okay. Uh, revealed there is one place no DC superhero will go. In this third season of Harley Quinn, when we had a moment where Batman... It's not going to Midgard? ...was going down <laughs> on Catwoman, Herpnell said that DC was like, you can't do that. You absolutely can't do that. They were like, heroes don't do that. 
Herpnel discovered the main reason why the comic book giant won't let Batman perform oral sex on Catwoman. So we, uh, so we He's a dog guy. said, are you saying that who, uh, superheroes are selfish lovers? They were saying, no, that we are selling consumer toys for heroes. It's hard to sell a toy if Batman is also going down on someone. I don't think, I don't. I don't. I can. I can just picture the the diecast guy. I think that sales go up, man. I can picture the diecast guy. You're looking at like, the wrong sales chart. I'm. I'm doing this. Which, which market are we doing it for? Oh, oh, all right, kids. All right. Well, here we go. Here, Batman. <laughs> <laughs> no, like you can have that in a like in in an 18 and above store. Now, the animated series we're talking about in nine. 19- 2019 follows the misadventures. Don't worry. The internet will will surprise you because it's called 3D printers. Oh, it will surprise you because you're going to scroll down and see the internet's reactions. Because this series follows the misadventures of Harley Quinn. The fellow Poison Ivy and Harley Quinn realize her boyfriend Joker doesn't love her and breaks up with him. And social media raises their eyebrows. Now, uh, the the first one, go up a little bit because it's from... uh, a Batman, uh, keep going up, uh, right there, which is Val Kilmer says, does he or doesn't he, along with a gif from 1995's Batman Forever with Nicole Kidman's Dr. Chase Meriden tries to seduce Kilmer's Batman. We could give it a try and bring the wine, she says. You're telling me he didn't go down on fucking Nicole Kidman? Tom Cruise did, as Wonder Woman. Scientology aside. (laughs) And then uh, the story also led more stories uh, regarding Batman love uh, resurfacing. In a recent news story, the Batman is not allowed to go down on Catwoman as he led me to discover the dis. Uh, this delightful story of Adam West, uh, 1960s Batman, and Frank Gorshin getting kicked out of a Hollywood orgy because they wouldn't break character. That is exactly what you want from Adam West. Yeah, I mean, well, that's... Batman doesn't do that. Sorry, citizen. You can touch my Batarang, though. That would be breaking character. (laughs) (laughs) Even the comic book writers have chimed in to where there has also been a little pushback when I did, uh, this is Kevin Smith, to where I did, and no, damn, that is actually Kevin Smith's Green Arrow, to where he had Green Arrow going down on Black Canary, and he got uh, flack for his run doing that, and that was 20 years ago, but his point is DT, and my point of all this is that we we talked about a story Literally, about a year and a half ago, to where DC had to reprint a comic of Batman because they decided not to show his dick. This is not this is not the first time that DC has has backtrack on the original source material because, like, Killing Joke. Yes, when that went to the when that went on to um, HBO, they had to redo the animation for that because they didn't want to include that scene. Yeah. Like, that is... It's it's called being a parent, people. Yeah, just... I get it. Oh, here's a Batman. You let my son watch this Batman film. You didn't look at the the age ratings. 
you know? There are ratings for a reason. And that's why we talk about adult animation. And that's where I think DC gets caught up. And the heroes can't do that. I can't sell this if this guy's doing this. Heroes do it. They just don't get shown doing it. That's... It's already known from the one animated... He is a Playboy bachelor who has a lot of toys. And not all those are on his suit. Some of them are <laughs> some of them are Wi-Fi dildos for his girlfriends. It's not a fucking shameful thing, all right? We don't kink shame around here. But DC dildo, here we come. <laughs> we can't make that the podcast title. Damn it! <laughs> One thing we might make the podcast title is this next story because Andy Machete is sharing another suit. Yay. Yay. Now, if you scroll down a little bit, you see the Batman suit that he shared last week with the yep, blood with on the it. Blood. Now, we're Looks also... Like strawberry jam. Recently, the director, Andy Machete, has also shared the Batman suit, teasing Michael Keaton's return. Similarly, if you scroll down, you'll see a new short close-up of Barry Allen's suit in incredible detail, showing the logo of his center chest. I love the intricate, like, pattern that... The circuitry? Yes. Because the speed force is electricity, so having like almost like an upgraded suit that is made of electricity, that you can see this coming out of a ring, you know, like true comic book form. Getting or like an avatar doing the lightning thing, you know. (laughs) But give me that fucking flash like ring, and his suit appears from the comics with this circuitry shit, man. That would be so dope. Where where like the. It has to, like, the camera has to catch up to him. So, it, like, yeah. it, it just, all you see is the circuitry and then an in, income into focus. Yeah, yeah. But then we also have the Grant Gustin's, uh, he's rumored to be showing yeah, up in doing... this, uh, just like when they did that with the uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths crossover. Yep. Man. And I love that to where he's in this new suit, Grant Gustin's in his fucking classic. You know, big-winged Flash fucking suit, man. Mm-hmm. Two Flashes, one movie, giggity. Almost like two Batmans and two Flashes. That's what we call a DC sandwich. But the picture highlights the logo, which is going to be on this how, chest how, of how, Scarlet Speed. How messed suit. up would it be if Keaton takes Gustafson's Flash and totally fucks up the whole universe? I don't know, man. It wouldn't be more fucked up than this last week's Loki. But it would be <laughs> a little bit of... Uh, I like that Andy Machete's behind this because we're going to be getting a lot more... Yeah, he's got some clout. We're going to be getting a lot more like sneak peeks from him, obviously, because this is obviously leading us to believe that there is going to be a trailer coming, or at least a teaser trailer coming soon. You know, something's in the works. Just like... You know, like Spider-Man, you know, Can everybody you thinks there's these trailers like He's just on the clamoring cusp. for it. You know, it's just the lightning bolt symbol looks perfect. It's just what you want from Flash. He wants Andy Machete behind Flash. it. It especially since you have uh, Batman two Batman, Michael Keaton and uh, Batfleck. So Batfleck and Keaton, man. Did you see the uh, one meme that had uh, Ben Affleck and it had like Jennifer Lopez walking yeah, down I the saw steps? That. It's like yes. this this Batman does. <laughs> Some it was Batman a shared do. moment. Some Batman don't. Some almonds have nuts. Mounds don't. Um <laughs> but the flash aside, 
We're going to be going to our next story because Flash is going to be racing into theaters November 4th, 2022. I'm a Butterfinger kind of guy. But you're going to be eating Butterfingers while you're watching this next series because if you scroll all the way down to the below to this story, you're going to find the trailer for Titans Season 3, which is Oh, so good. Released today, Warner Brothers and HBO Max have released their first teaser trailer for T- DC's Titan Season 3, which gives us a glimpse as to what's in store for the superhero characters. It looks like they're just all kind of making an effort to survive Gotham City, a city that breeds a special class of criminals. As you'll see in the trailer, it looks like Jason Todd is getting beat by, with a crowbar by the Joker. So this is going right along the lines of the making of the Red Hood. August 12th, we're going to get into this. All of our favorite heroes, Hawk, Dove, uh, Aqualad, Nightwing, <coughs> Wonder Girl, or Wonder uh, yeah, Wonder Girl, and, of course, Starfire and Raven, Beast Boy. Do we have a good calendar man in here? No good calendar man. Oh, but man. We see in the beginning of the trailer, it's interesting because you see the man on the uh, on the hook with the big Joker smiling face, and then you see, just see the silhouette of Jason Todd getting beat with a crowbar, which is right out of the comics, right out of Death in the Family. And this new season will introduce uh, Savannah Welch as Barbara Gordon, okay. Jay Lasergo as Tim Drake, uh, Curran Walters as Red Hood, which I can't wait to see him as Red Hood. I'll have to get caught up on that. Oh, man. It's right on your HBO Max, and it's going to be great. (laughs) (laughs) You're also going to see a Jonathan Crane. uh, Vincent uh, Cathersher has been cast in the role of Jonathan Crane, Scarecrow. So we're going to get a Scarecrow in here as a villain and as well as all of our favorite heroes and Titans. This show is just donked it one season after another and i can't wait to see what they do with the next one it's just they just pick up from where you want to go in the comics it's you don't need any kind of explanation a lot like with what they're doing with uh the suicide squad it's not necessarily a reboot it's not a sequel it's it is it's its own thing it just is and that's what this that show does perfect Sometimes you just you need time to build out the lore, and if there what is, is it- Ian Glenn as Batman, he's getting even more into Batman. If we're getting into Death in the Family, we're seeing him going even more Sir Jorah Mormont into the you know J- death of Jason Todd, and okay. we're getting that real acting range out of him in this season. That's what I'm really excited about because when you get into like you know his acting range and having him as a Batman. That is what I, where I really feel Titans hasn't really shined a lot on because they're really trying to give the main characters their due. But this guy is a great Batman. And if you don't give him at least a little more time than you did in the past seasons, I think it's almost a, a crime. You're telling him it has to ruminate? Well, I think you need to give him time to ruminate in this Batman, you need to give him time to work it out, you know, like a pizza dough. You got to mead, give him time to mead that dough out to really make it a nice roll. With stuff crust? With screen time. 
okay. the screen. Okay, I'm just not st- not quite stuffed crust, but this next person in this next story might be eating stuffed crust because Chameleon is uh, going to be the villain in the new Craven solo film. According to the Illuminati, who apparently have all the deepest insights so far this uh, year, Craven pro- is in production and currently undergoing casting search to for an actor to play Chameleon, a villain in the upcoming solo film. There is uh, there has been a cascade of news in 2021 for Sony Pictures as they can reconfigure their film slate after the world stood still in 2020, which sounds like a movie. But it actually happened. Well, no, yeah. they, they, there was a movie that called The Day the Earth Stood Still. It, Star <clears throat> it just didn't happen in 2020. Yeah, it starred Keanu Reeves and it was a better movie. <laughs> you know, than, than 2020 ever will be. You just celebrate a yeah. birthday and you move the fuck on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, Where's Mor- my Christmas presents? Now we got Morbius with the new release date. While fans have already seen our first look at Venom, let there be carnage. A new trailer and according to rumors uh the first trailer of spider-man no way from home is right around the corner so we'll have to see that especially with the brazil leak to where they had a title card with a kind of spider-verse glitch in it everybody it's the worst kept secret in anything mcu as of yet you know what i mean it's not really a surprise that we're gonna see toby Maguire, andrew garfield tom holland I think it's just going to be a big old fucking swerve, and it's only, only going to be an end credit. It's going to be a spider orgy. It's just going to be pointing, <laughs> <laughs> just pointing in electro. Hi, Andrew. And hi, Toby. <laughs> I'm Tom. We got to have some. I, I would. I find it crazy if they would just have like an unknown come in as like a, a Spider Man twenty ninety nine. I think that would be really cool, and have him come in and help out too. Have sp- four spiders. And then propped in Miles spider Morales. Pig. Miles, Miles spider Morales. pig. You got to have a spider pig in there. No, noir. Noir with Cage. I don't know. Uh, you can have both of them. And then you have Sandman. And then, you know, Galactus. And All right, you may have a point. But we'll leave it to the experts on this one. But the- And Elf. currently sony pictures is targeting an actor in their 30s to play the role of the villainous chameleon and chameleon has a wide berth in the mcu he's very gone to uh villain he you know pretty much can just make himself look like anybody and he is very you know he likes a good scheme like loki he's a a villainous character so it's a good person especially for craven if you're looking for an uh, antagonist in his movie he's craven is very much that animalistic hunter to where he's going to after the spider and then the chameleon and then the rhino so he's going after these different totems you know animal totems and i find that very interesting for a movie especially with a Quicksilver actor. Yes. So that could be good. Just like this next story, Craven will be scheduled for release January 13th, 2023. But something coming before that is our next story, Marvel She-Hulk adds Jamila Jamil as villain Titania, which is crazy because uh, Titania uh, Maslany is She-Hulk. Jennifer Walters. So now you have Jamila Jamil as Titania. So Titania is fighting Titania. And then comes D'Artagnan for an ultimate point finger moment. 
And then ti- the Titanic sees an iceberg <laughs> and sinks. As a sidebar. But a variety of reports that Jamila Jamil will play Titania, a real name, Mary McFerrin. Uh, uh, Titania was once a social outcast, given the chance to gain superpowers by Dr. Doom during the events of the original Secret Wars. Transformed into a giant domineering woman with super strength and durability, Titania is recruited into Doom's army of supervillains and quickly made herself into a rival of the She-Hulk. To where interesting fact what I saw is that She-Hulk actually had a little interesting run-in with the TVA and judgment by the TVA as well. She was going to be erased by the TVA. So I think that's going to be an ongoing thing. And if you go out straight outside the timeline, you're going to, you got a threat of being erased in the MCU going forward. So you're going to have those restrictions. They're adding in a lot more of a cosmic multiversal feel. Cosmic COVID. Yeah, man. And there was also a rumor that Hulk's illegitimate love child is going to be in this scar. Okay. From the planet scar, uh, where Hulk was obviously a, a celebrity in the, you know, uh, arena. Arena. So obviously, you know, he obviously had a, a couple groupies. The uh, lie detector test came back and that determined that was a lie. <laughs> the test came back, Hulk, and you are the father. Damn it, Murray! Hulk smash! (laughs) (laughs) You don't think Murray would be the show for Hulk to go on? Oh, man, that would be great. I would just... You know what? We should just pitch that as an idea (laughs) to Disney. Just to, like... Have, like, a quick little segment with Murray Povich. (laughs) I'm sorry, Hulk, but you are the father. My studio will never be the same. (laughs) (laughs) you know but she hulk is going to be definitely getting her powers from him obviously kazo got to give him a little blood hook him up in the vein but orphan black tatiana maslani who's cousin of bruce banner gains her powers from hulk and mark ruffalo reprises his role as banner in the show so we'll have to see how this one goes tim roth is reprising his role as abomination which, Which I he love. Was awesome and as abomination. Loved Tim Roth in Lie to Me. He was great in that show. He you want to see a good a And good Reservoir movie. Dogs. Uh you want to see a good movie with Tim Roth just just show his range. Um Legend of Nineteen Hundred. Um I challenge anybody to watch that movie. It is it is awesome and heartbreaking at the same time. Okay. All right. Well, you know what you're getting into. You know what you're getting into with that one. But we'll have to see how She-Hulk's Titania lives up to the gargantuan legend of the character and how Marvel moves on because they also have Ms. Marvel coming out this year. Moon Knight. Moon Knight, as well as, you know, you have other stuff in Phase 4 with like and Phase 5 with, like, Blade, and you have a lot of stuff going into different, very, various, gener- you know, directions. They're saying that... I just- uh, Armor Wars is going to scratch that Iron Man itch. They're looking to put out stuff, but their original series, they're saying now, are coming out on Wednesdays. Wednesday is the new Friday. And it starts with Loki. It only makes sense. You know? And some people are saying that Loki started the multiverse of madness. Just calm your jets. It didn't happen like that. But... We have to move on to the next story because it's also getting nerds tits in an uprise. But I often like this story because I love the casting of live action Resident Evil series cast for Netflix. 
They unveiled the leading cast for the live-action Resident Evil series with Lance Redrick set to star as Albert Wesker. Redick? Redick. Lance Redick. There you go. As Wesker. I, I like that. <clears throat> I think he's perfect. You can't see him, but he's, you know, you know, somewhere in there. He's like right... Uh, third guy from the left. He's like right there. He's right there. But you've seen him in everything. He was in, uh, I want to say Westworld. I'm not sure. But he's been I in... I can't see it because it's really small. It is really small. Um, but also joining the cast, uh, the John Wick uh, and... Was that Bosch actor? Bosch actor. Adeline Rudolph. Adeline Rudolph and Sienna Agadon. Sienna Agadon. Hang on. There we go. Uh, Paola Nunez, Tamara Smart, and Ella Blonsky. Netflix revealed its leading cast in the gaming news filled uh, final day of its Geek Week event. Eight-episode drama series inspired by Capcom's hugely popular horror John, uh, game franchise hails from the supernatural executive producer and co-runner, uh, sh- uh, executive producer, co-showrunner, Andrew Dabb, and produced by Constantine Film, which is behind Resident Evil movie. The series will feature a new story across two timelines. Which I find is very interesting. What do we have in the chat here? Obviously, Catalina is here. Hi, cuties. Um, Best line from Two Towers. Yes. Facepalm. Emmerger. My fave. Amanda Miller is watching with us. Hi, y'all. But. Hi, y'all. Oh, hi, y'all. So in this story, we got two timelines. You want to catch a ride? Y'all won't catch a ride. The first timeline. <laughs> you know what I got? To, I got to make this mouse cursor a different color so I can actually see when it's on the goddamn story so I can. There we go. See where I'm fucking scrolling. Um, the first timeline, 14-year-old sister Jade and Billy Wesker are moved on to New Raccoon City, a manufactured corporation town forced on, uh, onto them as uh, adolescents in the full swing. But mo- the more time they spend there, the more time come to realize the town is more than they seem and their father may be concealing a dark secrets doesn't eventually find that out with the body in the basement. Uh, Secrets that could destroy the world. Cut to the second timeline. While they're over a decade into the future, there are uh, less than 15 million people left on Earth and more than 6 billion monsters. People and animals infected with the T-virus, Jade, now 30, struggles to survive on this new world. While the secrets of her past about her sister and her father and herself continue to haunt her. So this picture is from last year. Yeah, the Corona and Raccoon City with the R L S W. Yep. Yep. Same logo. Yeah. Trying to build zombies. <clears throat> but I like what's going on with this series. Um, <laughs> on call. Um, and I like what's going on with this series. I think that it's really interesting that they're, they picked the cast that they did and that the fact that they're going with two timelines. Yes. That's a very bold move, especially very with what we saw move. with Witcher. Well, it's a very game move because if you look at 
Um, it wasn't necessarily two timelines in the game, but you played like in Resident Evil One. It was Jill and Chris. Resident Evil Two. It was Claire and Leon. There was some time in between. So you you played, you know, as that character in their time, and then when you wanted to see the other half of the story, you played as the other character to see the other half of the story. Yeah. So. It was nice, though. You know, this live-action series will be the streamer's second foray into the Resident Evil universe. The first is the animated series Resident Evil Infinite Darkness, which stars the video game voice actors Nicholas Apostolides and Stephanie Panicello. I'm just, I'm just shipping all the difficult <laughs> names out to you now. Man. <laughs> Fuck it. Why do I have to struggle? There's somebody else more smart to do that. <laughs> um, I'm hooked on phonics. That's why. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Resident Evil Infinite Darkness will debut on July 8th. And you can probably find that eventually at our next story, which, of course, is a little bit stinky. <laughs> yes. <laughs> No oh. shit. <laughs> there might have been something to happen here at our first uh, our first ad segment, but they still want to sell you the no shit. It is the, the the stink of the crop. It is the 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 games that you just want to smell all over. It's the retro, the new, all the games from everything that you've dreamed of to the ones that just haunt you that you can just smell in your sleep. Postal? Yes. <laughs> as well as Metro. Oh, God. You could just smell those. You can smell those Metro lines just running right through the store. But they you will have get, it for a good store. You can get price. South Park the fractured butthole there, too. Oh, man. And it won't smell any more ripe than the price they have on that $5 wall. And the stick of truth. As well. So you will find all of those fresh, ripe stores. Uh, games right in that's a bad for a day (laughs) right in (laughs) the game of dvd exchange you just hop on over to 23 east media state street and uh you will find them right there yes sir and one thing you will also find is love you bro this next story (laughs) (laughs) which might not stink because it was announced that Last week, that Idios Montreal was making a Guardians of the Galaxy game, and they're making the game I wanted. So yeah, we just you know we just mentioned this. Last we week. did. So the team behind Deus Ex's uh, games is tackling one of the Marvel's most famous superhero groups, not the Avengers. Um, the the other one, no, no, not that one either. All right, it's the Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay, what? <laughs> and it this year's E3 keynote publisher Square Enix revealed that the Idios Montreal, the studio behind the games like Deus Ex, this Human animation Revolution, is so awesome, is working on the title simply titled Guardians of the Galaxy. The game puts players in the role of Star Lord, aka Peter Quill, in third person action adventure experience, just like I wanted. We're doing a dance battle. <laughs> In a unique twist, Peter will be joined by the rest of the Guardians at all times, with likes of Groot, Rocket being an AI companions. The story takes place several years after someone, uh, some kind of intergalactic war where the Guardians are still 
a relatively fresh group having been together for less than a year. Idios also said that the choice will play larger part as the team's de facto leader. You'll have to make decisions that impact the story, which, you know, a la like Mass Effect. Um, they missed out on a huge opportunity. They could have got the Beastie Boys intergalactic planetary. Yeah, but they'd use that one hero song, which we saw in He-Man, we saw in this, and then again in uh, fucking Loki. We, that hero song popped up in three things within the past two weeks. And that's why. Like, they, they kept on like, song. no, we got the rights. Keep using it. I need a hero. It was in three different fucking things this week. I noticed it. I was like, hang on a second. I know this song. There's something wrong here. And they and we worry about copyrights. You know what I mean? Like, damn, they use, they're using the shit out of this copyright if they got it. Like, no, put it in everything. Like, peanut butter and jelly goes together with everything. Everybody needs a hero. It's peanut butter and hero. But I'm really liking this Guardians game. (laughs) So, the Guardians were previously featured in a choice-based adventure game by Telltale Games back in 2017, which was amazing. The game Uh, was amazing. Yeah. The studio no more. Yeah, no, but they got bought up. Um, earlier gameplay footage of the game sh- uh, filled with big shooting battles, colorful worlds, the plenty of 80s music, and weird alien monsters seeking uh, sleek starships and a lot of banter. So we'll have to see where this game goes. But I love everything that this trailer came with because it just felt you know like the Guardians. would have been great for this? Flash from Queen. Yeah. Yeah, or, absolutely. Or... or Princes of the Universe. Yeah. Yeah. Idos, we're here all day, man. <laughs> but just put the put that song in your playlist. Got it. So he went, you know, just make a scene where he puts it on where he's actually doing like training and you know in a holodeck or somewhere. Well, another thing you're gonna want to train for, well, that's his next story, because Babylon Fall. Babylon's Fall is Platinum Games. New lives action series live series game. Three years after announced uh, announcement, Babylon Falls got a new trailer and more details than ever before. Square Enix E3 2021 presentation on Sunday. Among those details was the fact that the game is being developed and planned as a live service game, according to developer. Platinum Games. In a brief developer message after E3 trailer, members of Babylon Falls development team explained that the game will receive updates after its release that include new content. According to the game's YouTube trailer description, this content will include game modes, in quotes, and will be released for free. Which, like it or hate it, um, Square Enix's Marvel's Avengers has been offering all free content. Well, Even I with mean, their microtransactions, they've been offering all free content. Now, Guardians of the Galaxy game, I might I might actually mention this. No microtransactions or DLC. That is just a standalone game. This is different. So Square Enix going different methods here. Yeah, they're trying something new. The developers explain that the game will be playable in single player, but also allows players to team up in groups of four to compete in dungeons, which is also a place for some of the new content to come in. 
Not yeah, clear the most if the co-op will be limited to dungeons or if it will be available as the rest of the game as well. So most most um, four-player co-op games you, you would see around, like from an action perspective, Diablo 3, but that's top-down. Yeah. Um, same spending. like Dark Alliance, Boulder, like you know, those, those type of Dark games. Dark Alliance was uh, announced as well. Yes, it was, but <laughs> it's coming back out. But um, like the, those, like Dungeon Siege, all had those online capabilities of having like four players on a party. Yeah, but this third, this act, is this third person like live action. That that this is my this kind is, of live action game. Honestly. This is a true you know? action RPG. Yeah, you know, there's lore co-op. in this. There's there's a lot in this to where it's Baldur. You know, you're it's fucking Babylon. You got the Tower of Babylon. You're climbing Babylon. Up. Babylon. David Gray. Um, <laughs> outside of this new announced uh, live service elements, Babylon Falls looks pretty similar to Square Enix Platinum games have shown before. It's still a live action RPG with he- heavy emphasis on the hack and slash combat. And it's still set in glowing city of Neo Babylon. Set the uh, set that mix, uh, to mix high fantasy and biblical elements, so you'll still get flogged and stoned in the streets, but there's fairies and fires. So for that, we say yay. We say. Ah. The new trailer confirmed that the game would also be coming to PlayStation Five as well as the previously announced platform uh, platform of. PlayStation 4 and PC. Unfortunately, one thing does not have a release date, although you can sign up for the uh, beta on the game's official website for Babylon Falls now. It will just don't do a dev crunch, please. Just you know, take the take the you know the the page out of you know Ratchet and Clank. Ratchet and Clank, yeah. Naughty Dog. Take, take, take your it out time. of take your time. Look, just because you release the trailer doesn't mean I need this now. If you delay it, look, I need more time to make this good. You got my money if you make it good. There's plenty of content for us to play and, and wait. We don't need yeah. this this whole, you know, dev crunch instant gratification needs to stop. It does need to stop, especially from an industry that is hurting from it. And if you keep it up, you're going to get a 15-minute timeout. 14, 14 minutes, 59 seconds there. So. Yeah, and counting. Go to the corner. Right now, go to the corner. Put your yeah. nose to the wall. <laughs> That's what happens when you don't follow the rules. But somebody who is following the rules, not the calendar. That's not this story. No, it's not. That's this story. Yay. Uh, Stranger of Paradise Final Fantasy Origins announced from Team Ninja. Ninja Gaiden and Neo developer Team Ninja is making a Final Fantasy uh, origin game. Okay. And uh, it's from Square Enix. It's a spinoff titled a Stranger of Paradise Final Fantasy Origin and uh, pitched as a bold new version of Final Fantasy. The game is scheduled to launch in 2022. I'm not fond on... of the title name Stranger in Paradise. 
It just sounds like. You what know, about Perfect Strangers in Paradise? Yeah, well, uh, you know, I mean, Balky Bogtanamas. I could take Balky. What kind of weapon would Balky have? Would he have? A, I, I imagine like a mace or like nunchucks. <laughs> sheep. A wand. Um, An overly protective sheep that's just that's ravenously death. murderous. Yeah. <laughs> He's just chomping on your arm like, Balky, get your sheep, man! <laughs> He's um, just saying hello. He loves you. Stranger Stranger of Paradise. I don't, I just don't like the title. You're the Final Fantasy guy. I thought this was for you. Yeah. It looks good. It looks like Final the Fantasy The game looks 15. great. I'm just not fond of the title name. Stranger? Like stranger in Paradise? Like Stranger stran- Danger in Paradise? Stranger in Paradise. Why do I have a team of four? <laughs> I, I know strangers to these teams of four. Like, it's I'm just saying, like when I see, when I hear Stranger in Paradise, I'm thinking of like a Bob Marley character in Jamaica, just like, hey mom, what you doing? <laughs> What's the fucking David Tennant thing with the uh, with the master when he meets him? It's like, oh, we're all hermits. Uh, uh, it's Hermits United. We meet up every once in thirteen years and talk about hermit stuff. That you know, they're all strangers. You know, they meet up every once in a while and just do stranger stuff. There's Garland. And beat up, you know. A whole bunch of stuff. Oh, yeah, that's the guy that in the voiceover, you're like, oh, yeah, this little girl. She's like, you got to find this guy. He's an all-marmer. He'll tell you where the chaos is. They're looking for the chaos. And guess who is the chaos? Garland. It's him. Yeah, Garland. So they're finding that out the hard way. In beautiful. Yeah, I just just played Final Fantasy on my phone and beat it like four days ago. Okay. Um, So this is not for you? Are you I saying still that play you're fine? It. Oh, you're going to buy it and play it. Okay. Or you're going to wait when for it, it to go on Game Pass. There you go. There you go. A lot of stuff is coming to Game Pass. That's what we got from fucking E3. All right? There's a lot of stuff coming to Game Pass, including this one eventually. Probably when it launches. That's, you know, it's launching June 24th on the PlayStation 5 store. So not Game Pass, sucker. Well, probably go to you know, probably go to PlayStation first, and then then Game Pass second. You never know. Another thing, Square Enix is this next story. Um, unfortunately, they are still trying to push Wakanda in uh, this uh, Marvel's Avengers game. Um, it's an interesting premise. Um, Trailer looks good. It and does look. The good. game looks. Uh, the game looks beautiful. The gameplay, you just you, you got to just provide content. You get the sense. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, what they have done with the expansions and that it's all been free is great. I do want to go through all the expansions eventually because I did love the story of the core game. And yeah, I, it's I, great. I love the, the story of it. It's just the, the grinding aspect is very Square Enix. And to enjoy... A Marvel's game, a Marvel Avengers game, and I hope they don't do the same thing with with Guardians. But to enjoy a game like this, you have to scale down the grinding just a little bit. Yeah, because you're you're going for the everyday fan. Not everybody is going to want to sit there and put sixty hours just to get the best shit. And sh- not everything, sure? not everything is going to be countered by microtransactions. Yeah. Sometimes you just need to put out content and make it. I mean, diverse if, enough. if any, any, end all beat all, this is a new Wakanda biome for the game. And you're getting Black Panther, you're getting, you know, 
a lot of different characters in this. It's going to look great on my PS5. It is. And Square Enix and Crystal Dynamics first announced the War for Wakanda expansion in March this year. The original trailer was a call uh, uh, to caution for Claw, the infamous vibranium thief played by Andy Serkis uh, in the Marvel Universe. Claw and his minions will invade Wakanda in a new expansion, and the Avengers will team up with the Black Panther to help him save his kingdom. Black Panther marks the third hero to since Marvel's Avengers launched this year with both Kate Bishop and Clint Barton, two different versions of the same hero. Mm-hmm. Now we're going with a different hero. Did they finally adva- uh, launch that Spider-Man crap for PlayStation they it's said not, they were going to? They have not. So they've gone with two of the same heroes, and now in 2022 we're eventually going to get a different one. So they're not doing too well, right? That's what I got from this story. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of done. All right. Well, <laughs> you may want to go to the next story because Big Brother has been playing uh, Jedi Fallen Order. But yes, that game was because they made this game. We got Fallen Order because they agreed to make Avatar game for uh, from the Division devs, same studio, okay. Respawn. So fans of the twenty uh, the two thousand nine Avatar, Man, it's been that long, Jesus <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> have been eagerly awaiting more we from the world met. of Pandora. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> After years and years of teasers from James Cameron on the possible sequel to the incredible popular original film, which gave people depression because they could not ex- they could not live in that world of Pandora. Do you remember that story? Yeah. People were getting so depressed. That they couldn't live in Pandora. They were suicidal, borderline suicidal. And what? now we're giving them a game. What? Yeah, that was just. It was. Really, a, it was a thing back when. Yeah. Really just like, just like when people, when the Matrix came out, and people thought we were actually jacked into a computer simulation. That's still a theory, but. Yeah. The what, stunning what? new RPG will let players experience this world from a first-person I mean, perspective. I watched The Hobbit. That doesn't mean I'm going to be oh, walking through the fucking uh, Shire. Go go down below. There's a trailer. It's fucking fantastic. Um, it allows you, from a first-person perspective, to experience Pandora rather than just a narrative play out on screen. The capabilities of the modern game systems <laughs> have improved massively since 2009 too uh, avatar frontiers of pandora will be as close as hardcore fans can get to the interact with the gorgeous world first seen 11 years ago uh, the world of avatar frontiers of pandora is described as a living and reactive which i love it's a jungle so it should be living and reactive you have all these animals and all this shit this looks fucking fantastic in the next so gen. think about that 2009, the Xbox 360 was three and a half years old, and the PlayStation 3 was two and a half years old. Just, And now and, we're here. And now we're here. So you nice. feel old is what you're telling me, old man. Thanks. <laughs> but the world of Pandora is a living react and living and reactive in this game. Those uh, uh, new mechanics and creatures and characters will all undoubtedly use the snowdrop engine to its fullest extent. The only problem is then the conven- uh, convenience fans, uh, convincing fans that the, the Avatar franchise that the universe is worth returning to after more than a decade with next to nothing. 
If the graphics of the first look trailer are anything to go by, Avatar Frontier of Pandora will be a visual spectacle worthy of being associated with one of the highest grossing sci-fi movies of all time. Avatar Frontiers of Pandora will release on an unannounced date in 2022 on Amazon Luna, Google Stadia, PC, PlayStation 5, and Xbox Series X and S. And the thing I find interesting about this is Amazon Luna because that comes to Prime members for free. Thank you, Prime. So I will, yes, Prime, I will definitely want to play games on your service. I will play this on your service wherever I can. Thank you, Jeff Bezos. So the service is free. But the game, I don't care. Okay. I don't give a fuck. I get to play games wherever with Amazon. Don't you put a negative light on this with money. <laughs> How dare you? Just like E3. Game Pass. Or next story. You can't, you can't put a negative light on E3 with that whole negative thing of money. Yeah, well, of course. But uh, <laughs> Xbox... No, you don't have to. And Bethesda came out swinging with E3, and we see a whole bunch of trailers here. We're going to go down to the first one because one of E3's uh, I'm sorry, but that biggest events was joint case of Xbox and Bethesda. The event all new uh, featured all new information and announcements and trailers for Starfield, Stalker Two, The Heart of Chernobyl, Back for Blood, Battlefield 2042, Psychonauts Two, Fallout 76, Halo Infinite, Diablo Two Resurrected, Microsoft Flight Simulator, Horizon, uh, Forza Horizon Five, and Redfall, and more. Uh, go ahead. So. Starfield. I saw the, I saw this I saw the Starfield trailer. It is amazing. <sighs> First in 25 years. 25 years since a new IP from them. And we're getting this, which is they've said, you know, like Han Solo in space and that's your game. Your Han Solo simulator. You know? This is your Han Solo simulator is pretty much what it's going for. And Turtle, that's what I want. Yeah. Turtle Beach has a flight simulator controller. And it's amazing. The first trailer for Starfield sets the mood for the Bethesda's next big open world adventure. It shows a futuristic astronaut embarking on a bold adventure. And the trailer confirms the release platforms of Xbox Series X, Windows, PC, Microsoft has also made it a... Uh, explicit that Starfield will be Xbox exclusive, confirming that the game will not be coming to PlayStation 5. Star, uh, Starfield will also launch on Xbox Game Pass Day 1. Day Star 1. Field devs have apologized for, to PlayStation fans for not being able to come out to them. Though. I found that very nice, you know. And it was just, I'm sorry, PlayStation fans. We so can't come out to you Most people who have a PlayStation Dad also said have no. a gaming PC. So but Yeah, you could just go to the gaming PC, like the Mac computer, and just play Starfield. Right there. Sony, just get with the program and just say yes to put Xbox That's the glory Pass. about Microsoft. It doesn't matter if you have an Xbox console. I went there. Yeah. A lot like this next trailer. Stalker, Heart of Chernobyl. 
Um, the latest entry in the survival shooter franchise and the new trailer that pro- uh, premiered during the Xbox Bethesda showcase revealed four minutes of gameplay and the title release date. Uh, the sequence, uh, the sequel will be available April 22nd, 2022 and is coming to Game Pass on day one. Uh, have you played any of the Stalker? Have you played the first one? I haven't either. It looks like it's in Russia and there's... Uh, if you go, we'll go, fuck it, we'll say here. And they're still sitting around a fire. Um, there's a guy around there. I know there was shooting I in this motherfucker. Jesus Christ. All they do is sit around a fire. Is that all the fucking game is? Jesus. Just sitting around a fire? Fuck. We just sit around a fire. Look, more sitting around a fire. Ah, what we do? Sit, all, right, all right, here. So this is a little bit of the gameplay. It's dark and dour like Metro. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So we'll and then you get sword. caught up in an anomaly and splat. So then you pull out your Ghostbuster, you know, meter, see where the economic uh, readings are. and PK meter. <laughs> wonder if your readings are good, you know? But uh, it looks interesting. It looks interesting if, you know, at all else of whatever that is. Uh, Back for Blood is the upcoming zombie shooter and the spiritual su- successor to Left for Dead series and is coming to Xbox Game Pass upon release. Uh, Left for Dead, I've played a very scantily clad giggity amount of. I played uh, two, a lot more than one, but it, it, that game is still hard. Oh, it is yeah. still hard. A lot of fun, though. It just, here's the thing. It depends on cooperation. That's why it's so hard. If you cooperated, if you cooperated with your team, it probably wouldn't be that difficult. But uh, as we know, um, in the trailers, they make it look so fucking easy. Like, look, you know, Gary's going over here to shoot these zombies on the left and Trish is going around to flank the enemy on the right. And I'm going to go right up the center. And that's how we got the goal. And what are you going to do? When I Leroy try it. Jenkins. <laughs> yeah, that's what happens. <laughs> and it's just, that's the internet. Like, you're the last, you're the last action hero. You're fucking Arnie. Like, motherfucker! <laughs> you know, like, that's why I don't have any faith in this. I'm sorry. A lot of these... Trailers I don't have faith in, honestly. Contraband. Join our Discord, be friendly, and then we'll work out a game plan and then play. Yeah. There we go. We do have a Discord. Four days later. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, Contraband, uh, Avalanche announced its newest game, Contraband, at Xbox's E3 2021 live stream. The latest title from Just Cause Team. The trailer describes as a co-op open world set in a fictional version of the 1970s. And this is cool because it, it looks like almost Payday 2 heist game to where that's very interesting that Kelly put in the family chat about if anybody played Payday 2 because that's what I got from this trailer. Payday 2 is a good game. It's hard, but it's oh, good. Oh, it is. But this it, that's what I kind of got from this is because you see here with their plan, you see that's the treasure. We got the... You know, the van hit there. We got the truck there. We're going in here and going out there. And then later on in the trailer, you see that box on top of a truck with this guy working on, like, the diff. 
So it that's the kind of feel that I got from that game to where that one kind of got me excited to where that actually looks really good, you know? That looks like something that you may want to actually invest time in and, you know, if it has a good replayability to it, you know, like Play- Payday did. Because the thing that Payday 2 did is that they kept going back with more content and adding it on there for you to want to go back. For free. Which is one thing, which is why I do believe in the long run, we may look back at Marvel's Avengers and say, oh, that game wasn't so bad because they kept adding on more and more content for free. Once they have the full content as as it's supposed to be given, the price that you originally paid for the game will actually equal out to some nominal, well-deserved value. Yeah. But... um. There's a bunch of different stories here. Um, the one I really want to hit on is keep going down. Um, there's Diablo 2, which yep. that one, they didn't show a lot of actual gameplay in this. If you go like go like halfway through, I think they finally show something around. There we go. Yeah. They finally show some yeah, updated stuff here. Amazing. That looks great. And it was a lot of bullshit in the beginning of the fucking trailer that I had to sit yeah, there. Yeah, it was but, just the story. But, man, this looks great, especially for Diablo fans. This is one of the hidden gems that absolutely you're going to rebuy this. You know, visually remastered, better than what you remember. That's one thing when you're going back to playing old games that you really, that's that haunting feeling. Like, I'm not going to really feel like I did back then. When you go back into Diablo 2 Resurrection, you're going to feel all giddy and horny inside again. Maybe, well, you're maybe not insane. all those reactions. Your face insane. So maybe not horny. I don't know. If you f- feel horny face in Satan, that may be a problem or a psychological condition. Cheerio. Um, but <laughs> there's the angel know, of justice. The other one I really wanted to touch on is down from here. Not slime ranchers, sh- not shredders. Um, right there, Atomic Heart, a trailer for the forthcoming first person game. This game looks like uh, Bioshock and Fallout 4 went ahead and did an LSD trip. They were doing that with um, Katamari. Because you have that kind of Fallout style or that Bioshock kind of power with your tentacle hands. and steampunk kind of version of Bioshock. It doesn't offer a lot in of background information. It we do know that it's set in the Soviet Union in the year 1955, and it's unclear. It's uh, and yet there's clearly a lot that there's not very explained. Uh, I don't care. It looks awesome. For example, what are with these wacky robots and the old woman and the old lady? I don't care. It looks fantastic. I want this game now. It looks gorgeous, and you have the rate the right kind of gameplay dynamics with it. Because when you tap into that Bioshock and that Fallout gameplay, mm-hmm. that is because those it's gameplay... an interesting meld of the two. Those gameplay mechanics were very original when they came out. That's oh, yeah. what really made people latch on is like, hang on, wait, this is a first-person shooter? Oh, wait. and this Outer Worlds 2 trailer is oh, fantastic. Amazing. Because it's self-aware. You know, it's kind of like it's leading you on. The 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 biggest thing about 
the um, the cheeky trailer doesn't have too many details about the new title, but yep. it, it will be coming to Xbox Series X and Windows soon. Damn, and it looks great, man! Fucking outer the Outer Worlds was my favorite fucking game. Of, I, I have yet to power that up on the Series X. Oh, you need to because it is so good, man! The fucking choices in it—it's Fallout in space. It's exactly what you want from Obsidian. It is exactly everything that I wanted them to do, and it's such a good game. My only problem is that I didn't get enough of it, and I even bought the DLC, which I have yet to complete, but I am going to go back through. I I am going to complete, but I love this game, and I'm absolutely going to buy the second one. I've completed Outer Worlds. I, it doesn't. That's why this is a great fucking game, man. Outer Worlds and the expansion, the Pearl Abyss, and they have another one I need to get. It's a fantastic game. You're just going to love it. And the next one you're going to love is the next uh, trailer, which is Forza, which if you're talking about next-gen consoles. Flight Simulator on there, too. And Flight Simulator. But Forza, um, you're going to love the graphics in it because that's why you make a racing game along with a console release because it shows off the power of the console a racing game is a benchmark of what the console can do at that point in time and look at that that's a fraction off of reality really they're they're very close and this one Forza 5 takes place in Mexico in the second trailer they have a lot of like gameplay like like uh, you know, dirt and cross country roads, and like going through yeah, a rally. bunch of that rally racing. It's really nice, and the new Bronco right there, the Evo right there. You know, I mean, uh, just fantastic cars, and you're driving around Mexico in a Porsche. Are they gonna have the cartel? I mean, I think for that's accuracy. that might actually be extra DLC. You have to pay extra for the cartel to shoot at you. The Federales. Because they have to pay the cartel to put them in the game. Yeah. That's where they get you, man. That's where the cartel... It's I li- little. I live my life at one horizon at a time. Little fine print. The cartel just hang you up in. But you'll be able to rally cross around that. You burst me! November 9th, 2021. So Forza Horizon 5 will be coming to you. Um, last game that I wanted to ho- highlight during the Xbox is Redfall. Um, was it was fine. The Redfall was the final game that was announced besides the mini fridge, which we all oh, knew they were gonna fucking fridge. yeah, we all knew they were gonna do the mini fridge. This game looks like Fortnite style graphics mixed with like you know, like Beyond Good and Evil kind of, you know, uh, st- graphic style. Brink, um, but it's vampire apocalypse okay you know and the trailer is very well done arcane's new world in the xbox exclusive open world co-op shooter seems to uh feature multiplayer gameplay with players using special powers and unique weapons right uh, to fight off hordes of vampires redfall will launch during uh summer 2022 and uh it's so this is the second co-op shooter that we've seen during this de- during this deployment here. Yeah. And I'm not opposed to co-op shooters when they're done well. 
because we got the Left 4 Dead one. Uh, yeah, Back for Blood, and now this one. So now zombies, now vampires. Now Redfall, yeah. Like, if Bethesda was smart about it. Look at that, a purple elevator. That's your power. A purple elevator, so you can just pick people off from above. Got to be at a, You got to be in the high hide. Anyway, <laughs> if Bethesda was smart, they would get with the developers that did the <coughs> Left 4 Dead and do a multi-season mode. Yeah. And just pick... Like, first season zombies, next is vampires, next is mummies, and like so on and so forth. Werewolves. Yeah. Just have a supernatural game that's just constantly a live mm-hmm. service supernatural game that keeps switching out different plethora of, like, this Cthulhu, way, and now we have... This way, they know, keep this. the base in one game yeah. instead of having co-op shooter here, co-op shooter there, co-op shooter there. Co-op shooter everywhere! And we're still dealing with Warcraft, Eve Online, and other games. Yeah, but the the next story is going to be a little bit an easier pill to swallow. It's going to be a breath of fresh wind. Listen, Link, not you, will be continuing his journey because Nintendo shows a teaser trailer below for The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild 2. After the uh, years of anticipation, Nintendo has revealed a new trailer for the still untitled upcoming Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild at E3 2021. Now, this this is Smash. Yeah, down. Hang on. This is the Nintendo Direct. What the hell? I didn't delete it. That's what happened. Oh, there we go. There is an actual page um, in a link. I believe you. Um, But the Breath of the Wild trailer, looking good. Link, missing an arm. Not my dog. He has all four paws. Um, but along with the 2022 release date, Breath of the Wild as was a launch title for the Switch, and it reinvented the now 35-year-old franchise with an open-world world. Oh, yeah. 35 years of just being a franchise. You're an old puppy. Jesus, 35 years old. Bow, wow, wow, yippee yo, yippee yay. <laughs> but here we see a lot of the... They're just expanding on the mechanics. I love that the... the Art style, you know, Link's cybernetic bucky arm is really fucking OP, you know? Um, it broke new ground in its original uh, game, and this new game, just from the trailer, seems to keep going in that groundbreaking world. Um, this goes to show you, you can put out a really good game, and you don't have to have, like, an OP hardware system, because the Switch can deliver. We've seen it. Yeah, the teaser trailer featured a return of Link and Zelda and, uh, you know, possibly a little Gandalf action here that we see. The project has been in the works for a little while, and they're also working on HD release of The Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword, and uh, that's kind of, I think that's planned for a July 16th release. So, with the improved graphics of that, with the re- I'm still hoping for original, for Ocarina of Time, which I I knew they, I thought yeah, that they re- I thought they would go for that here. Um, if I do, they, believe were, they were going to put it in Nintendo Direct, but they were just going to put it out there. Yeah, and the 
up here is the last story. Uh, uh, well, hang on. Right. Should be right here. Oh, yeah. Which is Metroid, the new game here, Metroid Dread. And Metroid is in a new Switch release. Surprise announcement is part of the E3 trailer here, showing off some of Samus's adventures in this new game, which was also informally introduced as Metroid 5. In the game, uh, focus appearing on to be Samus, uh, fighting away of large multi-pedal robotic nemesis named Emmy who chases her through the tunnels and pits of the game world in addition to an increased focus on a fear element implied in the title uh, the video showed off a number of different moves from Samus from sliding underneath the low overhangs to melee uppercuts against enemies wall climbing ability and even a black camouflage that hides her from the robot scanners uh, we will also see a variety of big and scary monster fight. So it looks just like those Metroid games you used to play on the, uh, what was the little silver one with the flip up? The Game Nin- Boy Advance. Game Boy Advance. That was Game Boy Metroid Advance. Fusion. Metroid Fusion. Still have, still play it. Still play I, it. I love that game. And this one looks right up. It looks like uh, the Xbox uh, original um Fuck, what was that one? It was on the Xbox Arcade, Shadow... Shadow Complex. Complex. It looks right up the lines of that Castlevania, Metroidvania style. It's perfect. It's bringing the whole life of Metroid back again. That's the black camouflage right there. where You have that dread. You have that camouflage that's going to help you out later on, and you're going to get killed a lot. Yep. Because that's just how it works. Remember to save. Or go to the save... You know, portion terminal cake is a lie. <laughs> the reveal of Metroid Dread is notable on the number of counts uh, for several years. Nintendo has seemed to be uh, reluctant to put brand reticent to put brand new mainline entry in the series, which is true. They haven't put out Metroid. Now we're going with the classic. We're going back to classic side scroll. I, I don't. I don't want to take anything from the Prime series, but. Metroid as a game. It has been best as a side-scroller. Its life is a side-scroller. Yeah. There's, there's just something about... That's not a bad thing. It, and not all games need a 3D release. You can have first-person elements in that side-scrolling game and make it an interactive experience. So- Shadow Complex was great in and of itself as, yep. a, as a side-scrolling game, and then it took its cinematics. You can do that with this game, with Metroid. Because Metroid, in and of itself, was of the ilk of what we remember in the classic, you know, golden age of gaming. And now, bringing it back to that golden age with, we're making this Metroid 5. This is Metroid 5. This is right canonically in the line. This is another journey in Samus. And you know what? She hates every minute of it. That's what I love about it. Because you have this... Look, that robot is like, and what was that? Oh, super missile. I'm so scared. And then I chase you and choke you out. 
and take your armor from you because you can't make the jump right. You know, once again, the the you know the person showing off the game not really doing it right right here. They got caught. Everybody to death in front of a game. <laughs> Metroid Dread is on target to release on Switch October eighth. Stay this on year. target. So you're gonna see it this year, Metroid Dread, which that is. In Home base two. I am obligatory overweight pilot number six. <laughs> <laughs> but Metroid, in and of itself, brings me into our end segment because Thank while you, it's not guy. a live action, I would love to see it as an anime because our end segment is kids. What live action TV series or movie would you want to see as an anime? Uh, Joe Gilmore. And Katarina. Katarina voiced out Highlander. Yeah, Highlander. And uh, Joe Gilmore. Oh, fuck. What did he say? Oh, I'll pull it up here. Oh, you got your phone. Yeah, he said something. But Highlander was great because Katarina's point was really on point with Highlander, which was you could be as bloody and gory as you want and effectively make it with the story, and it would go perfectly. A Megan anime that goes back to who he was yes. before the apocalypse to who he became and the story of that. We technically yes. already have that in the comic. Well, yeah, but you can do that in anime form and really take it into another level. And really, you know, animating that would bring, I think, a different depth to the character, which is what he's looking for, to where Highlander, so, that is just perfectly casted by Katarina with Highlander being... More gory, and you can go with like a you know Tokyo Ghoul or you know a more gory anime style for that one, to where there can only be one slink. Um, so I'm actually going to throw like a little curveball to that because I know we quoted this show um, like two or three weeks ago, maybe four weeks ago, but Quantum Leap. Yes. Absolutely, because be there's great. certain things you, you could do with that show that can only be done. Oh, and told in anime, yeah, in animated form and in anime, especially with Sam going back to like you know, if you could just expand that machine to go back through time and not just his lifetime, yeah, that would be excellent for an anime, like an experimental machine, you know, yep, going through and you just have this, guy, and then you could keep it anime and keep it. Send him back to the like the Edo period, and he's like, "What the fuck?" And but he's a samurai and shit. But if Paramount wanted to do it really uniquely, they can start off with an anime, and then the next story ends as live action, which yeah. Then segues into the show that they reboot. Oh, that's perfect. Uh, <laughs> and then they can flip it back. Like, after the season's over, they can go back to the anime and tell the anime side. Yeah, yeah. Um, honestly, with this one, it's so hard to to pick one. But I'm honestly, I want to say, like, I want to say Law and Order. No. Um, <laughs> Benson and Stabler at Benson and Stabler going through the sex crimes. That'd be great as an anime. No, no. Um, <laughs> that would be so fucked up. <laughs> law and order, law and order, tactical vin- victims unit, <laughs> tentacle victims unit. 
Dun 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 dun. Um, <laughs> this is the special tentacle unit. These are our tentacle crimes. Um, <laughs> no. Um, honestly, man, I would probably want to see. Uh, <sighs> he wanted Mushu Park. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't stop unloading these boxes. I don't care if you're the police. <laughs> no, I would probably want to see an anime version of uh, the Big Lebowski. The dude. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, we could. There's so much more you could do with that. Like, kind of like almost like Midnight Express kind of style, you know? King Kingpin with Woody Harrelson and Bill Murray. Oh, <laughs> fuck. That would be great. Oh, man. I almost want to see Ghostbusters as an anime. But we did, technically. It was a cartoon. Uh, It was a cartoon. It was, it was, I mean, it wasn't anime. I want to see, like, Batman Ninja Ghostbusters. Like, they get stuck in the, like, fucking samurai times, and they got to figure out how to make their proton pack work and capture ghosts. That's going to be a hell of a story for Egon the Phil. It's going to be a big Twinkie. (laughs) <laughs> big brother what movie I'll say uh, Terminator Terminator give me some during the war some I mean we could do Terminator Predator or Robocop whichever one you want to pick all fucking three <laughs> are you fucking kidding me come with me if you want to live all three and then another one dead or alive you're coming with me all three and then another one of the, all of them fighting halt you have 15 seconds to comply. You know what I mean? Like Predator. 10 seconds to comply. Predator, very funny. You should you mention that one. one. I want ugly mother. I want a Predator anime of like different, almost like anthology styles of different Predators going to different worlds hunting and their big game and what they hunt. That would be a really fucking good series. They did, they did a lore on that like when they did that Alien vs. Predator movie. Whereas you, you could expand on that with an anime, though. You could do it far better with an anime. Far better with an anime. That's what I'm saying. That's, that's my choice. I'm going with Predator. But give me an anime that gives, like, the lore of Predator to going to these hunting grounds. That's what I want to see. Predator hunting grounds. And for a bombshell pick, I'm going to pick The Village. So that way we finally get a good fucking ending. M. Night Shyamalan's The Village. You make that an anime and actually do something good with it. No. Probably not. But I'm hoping. I'm trying. No, we need to keep M. Hence Night. the name right over there. We need to keep the M. Try. Night Shyamalan away from anything attached to anime because of the butchery of Avatar. Is there a restraining order now? There might be. <laughs> there Rest- might be. Restraining orders aside, that does bring us M. to... We'll, we'll release the restraining order if you just... Cast us in our, in the next movie. That's exactly. Great. Um, we'll probably be killed. Um, but that brings us or to taken. the end of the podcast. Set of skills, which of course is the thank yous. We want to thank you, Isabel Riley, Jessica Hutt, Jill Gilmore, Colin Corcoran, and of course Mark Gervais for liking, commenting, and supporting the podcast. And we always want to bring you a long drawn out goodbye. 
I am Matthew Bigarel, the Batman. To my left is Christopher Bristow, the old man. Our omnipotent presence that is Stephen Bugarel, big brother. And of course, our hero of time, Link Diablo. We love you. We miss you. We want to see you next week. Until then, game on, Wall Jaggers. Bye-bye. Congrats to all the people graduating. And now... We're gonna end it. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. We're doing it live. Play on the tangers. That was a good segue. (laughs) (laughs) We got a long podcast to go through, so we might as well start it off now to go live. To go live. After after Big Brother pops in uh, number two. 230. We got uh, headphones over there for you somewhere, too. Oh, they're on the armrest. And we got a lot of stuff to go over here, man. There, E3 happened. We had uh, the anime, uh, Netflix's Geek Anime Nintendo Direct. Nintendo Direct. You know, there was a lot of stuff. I, I glossed over a lot of Nintendo Direct, but you had Kazuya from Tekken coming on to Smash Brothers Unlimited. Kazuya Mishima has joined the battle. You had uh, a Wario game come out there. You had um, not a lot else. Um, that really Breath of the Wild too. But besides the stuff we're going to talk about, you know, and their main heavy hitters. It was very Nintendo. They put out a lot of kids stuff. And I kind of glossed over the kids' stuff because, really, the heavy hitter here was Microsoft. Oh, yeah. Because we already glossed on some of the stuff that they talked about last week of them uh, just going through um, you, you talk their about plan. You want to switch? That is a hell of a gear switch. Oh, man. Yeah. And I mean, they're going, they're going full on, like, everywhere. They're spreading, like, a viral video and with their stuff. You... They literally mean we want you to play anywhere. So Xbox has the HIV. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, that's really where it's going. So Xbox, you really donked the E3 this year, um, but PlayStation has been out of it. So you don't have any competitors. You're a big fish in a little pond. So Loki won episode one. I've watched two twice, but Loki won. What What are your thoughts? You start off, you you pretty much relive his entire life through the MCU. You're you're reliving it. You're reliving it all the way up from him, 2012, Avengers one, defeat, and then because the timeline is sacred, mm-hmm. By he the is space now lizards. he is now seeing his future. And you're reliving those moments from Infinity War and Endgame. It's so awesome. From a different perspective of him not experiencing it because now it's a new character. But he still handles it in true Loki fashion. There we go. That's good. Scroll deeper. Yeah. Yeah, deeper. Deeper like hitting this subscribe button right here. Then right above the old man's head, that's where you're going to find every single Triforce podcast in the playlist. Right above my head, well, that's the very best per Jenkins Mall Hangers video for you. Because if we're going to the moon or even Mars, you're going to need Pajangas and Wall Hangers to get there. And as our main man kind of says, one punch. 
Thank you, Mayor Quimby. Bye. <laughs>